You're listening to Mission Lab. Mission Lab. From our living new man, Ben Here's our parents, Sean and Camille Brace. Hi, I'm Camille Brace, and you're listening to Mission Lab. This is our fourth episode, and I'm here with my husband, Sean. And today we're going to be talking about missional communities. What are they? How do you get started? And let me ask you, Sean, what is a missional community? What is a missional community? Well, before I start, I know we're not doing all the small talk because we're trying to get right to the program, but uh, I wanted to give a shout out and say hello to our little niece, Mabel Jane. She uh, has been listening along with her mother, Ellie, and they uh, sent me a video last week of her saying hi because whenever she was listening, she kept saying, hi, Sean, hi, Sean, thinking, you know, I was there speaking. So anyway, hello, Mabel. Hi, Mabes. It's good to uh, know that you're listening. So you asked the question, Camille, What is a missional community? So I'm going to give a definition that I think is the most useful and interesting definition and succinct, and it comes to us from a man by the name of Jeff Vanderstelt. I mentioned his name last week. And a missional community is simply this. A missional community is a family of missionary servants sent out by God to make disciples who make disciples. I like that. Did you get that, Camille? Again, a missional community is a family of missionary servants sent out by God to make disciples who make disciples. So before we break that down a little bit and tell tell our audience a little bit more about how to start a missional community or what they're all about, let me clarify something. Camille, is a missional community a small group? No. Okay, why do I say that? Uh, Small groups usually focus more on inward, um, kind of enclosed in the group, what's going on, how we support each other, whereas a missional community is constantly focusing outward on how we can reach people in the community, how we can bless others, and uh, just live amongst the people that God has placed in our lives. Okay, so nothing wrong with small groups. No, definitely not. And to be, you know, literal, a missional community is the, basically the size of a small group. Uh, so it's a group that's small for sure. But I think when most people think about small groups, they think about caring for the needs of the group itself and is very inward focused. Whereas a missional community is founded upon, as we're going to talk a little bit more, it is founded upon the idea of mission and being outward focused. Now, all of the wonderful things that go on in a small group go on in a missional community like fellowship and care for one another and eating don't forget the eating eating part that's that's a good one eating is very important uh but a a small group has a a slightly different emphasis and i i find as well that um small groups they uh tend to be just like one ministry of a church whereas what we're trying to do within my congregation, our congregation is make our church a church of missional communities where when people think of church, 
they think of a missional community. So it's kind of like the church on a street on the street level. It's an all of life thing. So if all so if all our church is a missional community, different missional communities making up our church, therefore everyone is on mission. That's and right. it's not just, you know, the pastor and a couple elders or a deaconess or whatever, but everyone in the church is on mission trying to disciple those um people in their own lives. That's right. Yeah. So it's a so what we're trying to do is transition to become a church of missional communities and a lot of time small groups and again uh, this is not an episode that is is criticizing small groups but a lot of times a small group is almost for the purpose of like as people say closing the back door like okay we have these new people in our church and we want to make sure that they don't leave after a year like often happens so we're going to make sure they get involved with the community and so that's a lot of times what a small group does but a missional community is actually a proactive community that is seeking to go out and bless and serve and be on mission towards a uh, particular mission field. So let's go back to and break it down a little bit here. A missional community is a, first of all, a family. So what do we mean by that? A family. So people who become family, who become um, trusted people in your lives, individuals who want to get together and want to share part of themselves with you and for you to share part of yourself with them. Okay. So it's not, it's not like a missional community is just a once a week meeting. No, no, it's doing, it's doing life together. It's getting together, um, on a regular basis. So it's, it's a, it's a, a a family or a group that is committed to one another that is trying to reorient themselves to the rhythms of one another's each other's lives so to be sure there are planned meetings right yeah definitely i mean we why don't we tell them about um how we started got our missional community started and who who is at the center and the makeup of our okay go ahead. community go ahead so uh what a little over a year ago right mm-hmm. um we got together myself and sean and uh, my brother and his wife and another um, couple in our church. And we had a couple others join us, but they decided not to fully take part in it, which is fine. Um, so it's six of us, six of us core individuals, and just really wanted to reach out into the community and try to bless others. And so that's kind of how we got started. Uh, there are several kids who are involved in our missional community, and one of the great things about missional communities is you get to decide the day, the time, uh, what works best for your schedule. And because we have so many children in our missional community, um, the time that we've decided that's worked great has been Saturday afternoons. That's when we have one of our major gatherings. Yes, yeah. yes. And, um, and then when we have like a meeting would be Friday nights after our kids have gone to bed. So if we're just, you know, having some planning time or just adult worship time, it works great to be able to have the kids in bed and then to um, work with that. Yeah, so there's there's no one single formula or there's not a formula as to how you gather and how often and, and where and with whom. Uh, the point is we're trying to do as much as we can to become family towards one another. 
And lots of times, hopefully it's just the time of casual hanging out, like eating together, uh, spending time with one another outside of any formal time. So we might, you know, hey, I'm going to the beach today and, you know, you guys want to come or we're, you know, we're having supper at our house, come on over type thing. Uh, so again, the goal is to, you know, and I know this term is kind of mocked within some circles because it's such a cliche, but it is, uh, it is, we're trying to do quote unquote, do as much of life together as we can. And again, forgive me for the cliche because some people make fun of it, but it's truth. We're just trying to become, uh, so, um, in tune with one another's lives so that we are, we are spending as much time together as we can. Uh, and I find that a lot of people, especially, and again, this is not just a millennial thing. Uh, I know some people have, have contacted me and said, I'm not a millennial, but this stuff makes sense to me. So it's not just a millennial thing, but we use them as kind of like the poster children for this type of stuff. A lot of people are longing for committed relationships, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Because there's a lot of people who are isolated. They don't have people in their lives who are who are committed to them, who are uh, going to be there through thick and thin. And, you know, a lot of people have broken homes today. And I'm not saying that's the reason why, sole reason why people uh, want community and want fellowship. But the reality is people are longing for that type of committed relationship where it's not just I show up once a week and you know I know Camille and I keep bringing up the whole show up to a program on the weekend and you don't really connect with people what the reality is people show up once a week and they don't feel really connected and they don't feel like people are committed to them so so number one it's a family number two it is a family of missionary servants so a missionary is somebody who is sent out and we are sent out. And of course it says it in the next part of it as well. We are sent out by God and we're seeking, as we said in episode two, to make disciples who make disciples. So, uh, how is it that we make disciples? It is through the act of serving because we are servants, right? Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit more about that, Camille. About serving others. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's pretty basic, and I think we've shared about this in la- pa- past podcasts. But looking at people who are already in your life, uh, either Christians or non Christians, just people that God has placed in your life, what could be neighbors, coworkers, uh, your kids' friends, whatever it may be, and seeing how God is leading you to bless them. And it can be in very simple ways, as simple as shoveling someone's driveway um, when when it's winter, if they're gone, or picking up their mail if they're on vacation, or baking them something. I mean, it's very, very simple stuff that you would totally appreciate someone doing for you. Okay, yeah. So it's nothing, and we'll, we'll talk about this in future episodes, but uh, we'll give a little hint here. There's a, a an idea that has been helpful in my thinking, where it's not about being doing something additional but something what camille go ahead and take it away sean intentional yes intentional Uh, we've talked about this how many times camille and you've forgotten yes i know i do love that though being being intentional because i think when we think oh my goodness i don't have time to like do this extra stuff i don't have time to like go this, this go the extra mile 
But it's true. It's not about doing more. It's about just incorporating what you're already doing. Oh, you're going to the beach? Well, invite your friends. Uh, you're going to go grab a bite to eat? Well, invite that person that you think might need some, you know, cheering up or who might, you know, seem lonely or something like that. Exactly. So my friend who uh, perhaps is listening to this, but I'm going to mention it anyway, uh, like just as an example, my friend Pudge. Hey, Pudge. Uh, I go running anyway. And so he and I just went running together and we had a great time and we enjoyed it. And I got to bless and serve him and he got to bless and serve me. And uh, that's just, it's about not adding something additional. It's about being intentional. And And I think that takes a a huge weight off because I think when you're thinking of your daily life and you're thinking, I've got work 40 hours a week or more for many of you, or I've got kids or I've got soccer practice for them, or I've got you know, PT, PTA stuff and all this, you know, additional things that all of our lives happen to have to add one more thing is just so much stress, I think. But when you just say, you know what, we're just incorporating what we already do into our everyday lives and just add people to it. Yes. Yeah, so this is not the time for our, our, our practical advice, but as uh, many like to point out, we typically eat how many meals a week as human beings, generally? Well, three meals a day. Three meals a day. How many days a week are there? Seven. Seven. So I know you're only teaching the kids right now addition and subtraction, and they're not in the multiplication, Camille. But do you know what three times seven is? 21 meals. 21. All right. So we eat 21 meals a week. We're eating anyway. Why not do what? Either invite someone over or... You know, go out to eat. It doesn't have to be somewhere fancy. Yeah, just take one of those meals and eat it with somebody else, whether it's a a person in your missional community, whether it is a person that is in your sphere of influence, whether it's a neighbor, whatever it is, just take one of those meals and eat with somebody else. And I think the great thing about missional communities is that When you look at church, I think church is a great place to come and worship collectively as a whole. Uh, I think there's just something really special about lots of people coming together and and singing praises to God and listening to a teaching that the pastor might have or something like that. But it's not a very conducive place to get real with people, to to Mm -hmm. go deep with people. And I know Mm -hmm. we've mentioned this before, but... It has been super, super challenging, especially as a mom, to have any type of conversation at church. And I think if you look at the By history at church, of church... You mean at the church gathering? Yes. I think if you look at the history in many denominations, church used to be a place where people would go on Sundays and they would stay all day because they traveled from great distances, you know, by horse or, you know, or walked there. And... Now it's not so much. It's kind of a thing where people go for an hour or two and they're, you know, mm-hmm. off on their cars. They've got other stuff they're doing, lots of yeah. different priorities. And so church, I think, has really, really changed. At least here in <clears throat> North America, in the um, native population, we'll put it that way. There are still yeah. many demographics and cultures and and Where it is an all-day event. Where it is an all-day event. Yeah. Um, very good. But so, definitely in North America, it's, it's yeah. kind of a one or two hour event program. Yeah. 
and then people kind of go their separate ways and you know yeah. lots of people don't stay for meals together or yeah. you know extra additional things yeah. so i i want to raise a couple of other points here i know we're winding down um and we're running out of time but um this all of this is just based kind of on the book of acts acts 242 uh it's speaking of the early churches it says the early church, that is, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. So those were kind of the four main things, ingredients that the early church experienced. And it said, now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing with one accord in the temple... Sorry, so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. So they had fellowship. They had all things in common. They studied scripture together. They went and ate from house to house. And uh, those were the core ingredients of the early church. Now, Camille, are we implying that we don't gather together on Saturday morning anymore. Like No, 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 we definitely do. So we do gather together as a whole congregation. Mm-hmm. And we have presently at our our with our church we have two missional communities. Um but we and we're hoping of course to multiply these. Uh but we we do still gather together on Saturday mornings. Uh but the point being is that when you think of church, you think of the missional community. It is the primary organizing structure of the church where the Saturday morning or Sabbath morning, as we call it, worship gathering is a supporting structure to the missional communities, not vice versa. It's like life revolves around the missional communities, not around the Sabbath morning worship service. Now, I did want to mention two other things. I know we're running late here, Camille. You you have enough patience? I got got a little time. You got a little time. Okay. I did want to mention two other things. Number one, I think just sociologically, this type of approach is important because people in societies that are becoming more and more secular, they look at a church building or they look at a program. We've talked about this before, and they're not drawn to that. Um, I posted a tweet a little while ago and a quote on on uh, Twitter and Facebook that says people aren't looking for a church. They're looking for a family, a family. They're looking for family. So a missional community provides a, an, an avenue, an environment where we can just be family together. And like when we gather together in our missional community, we have people who have many different perspectives and some who are well-versed in the Bible, some who are just kind of learning more about it, some who really are just freshly becoming exposed to these ideas. And we, we, when we gather together, we welcome everyone's perspective and everyone's opinion, and we listen and we love each other. Now, we're not saying that everybody is necessarily right in every little thing that they say, right? I mean, it's not like when you have all these different ideas that it means that everybody's right, Mm -hmm. but it means that we're, we're all learning from one another and we're growing and we're, we're, we're gently trying to nurture uh, people in their walk as they become 
disciples of Jesus. The other thing I was going to mention is that um, the reason it is so significant and important to have a missional community is because I believe that a gospel-centered community, which is living out the gospel and living out God's love, is the most powerful apologetic. What I mean by that is when people encounter a whole group of people who are living out lives of love and care and nurture, it is far more powerful than a single individual doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, Camille? Yeah. So like they see us and like, oh, those are really nice people. But then when they see a whole group of people living out that way, now it really gets people's attention. It's really neat too because in our in in our denomination, Seventh Day Adventists, we we say that Seventh Day Adventists is such a small world. I'm gonna know someone who knows someone who lives in Australia or you know England very very easily, and you know we know people throughout the whole world just based it's like, on it's like one degree of separation, basically. Yeah, just based on our religion. But it's not just to clarify; it's not a small denomination. It's like the fifth largest denomination in the world, but it is a tight knit community. Very tight. And it's been really neat to see just how tight knit, um, our, our community as a whole is just here in Bangor, um, from one person knowing, you know, someone who works at the local grocery store to that same person teaches, you know, another one's dance class. And so it's just really neat to see how just in our small missional community of a core of six people, how our lives and how the friends that we're trying to bless just overlap so much. Mm. And it's been such a blessing Mm -hmm. to see Mm -hmm. um, community just really come together with that. Yeah, Just a quick story to make this point. Uh, We talked about our neighbor, um, our neighbor Dick, who we love and serve and bless, and he's had some health problems, and uh, he was talking to us. Yeah, I gotta go see this doctor. You know, I got I broke my hand and blah 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 blah. And um, I said, Well, who are you going to see? He's like, Oh, I don't know the guy's name. I think his name is Truby or something like that. And he's like Cameron Truby. I was like, Dick, are you kidding me? You know him. He's like, who do, what, what do you mean? It's like, that's Camille's twin brother. You spent Thanksgiving at his house. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's great. So, you know, he went and he, he already knew Cameron and they were hanging out and he loves Cameron and uh, he loves us and we love him. And, you know, we're just there to bless and serve him and uh, just try to be a presence in his life. But uh, the point is the missional community as well, it needs to be focused on mission and ha- have a mission as we collectively are seeking to bless and serve people. And we can get into a little bit more in the future about how to do that. But we got to wind this down, Camille. You have been just chatty Cathy here for this episode. So we got we to gotta, yes. land the plane. And uh, we're going to end with some practical, one practical bit of advice. That, Tell us what, what, what would your okay. practical advice okay. be, Sean? Since we're running... Short on time here. I'll just give it. Is that okay, Camille? Yep. Just one bit piece of practical advice. So this would be just be my bit of practical advice. Very simple. Just find uh, three or four other people, maybe two if you're a couple, like a married couple, or maybe if even if you're not, if you're a single person, just try to find 
three or four other people and just start eating together weekly. That's it. Just start eating together weekly, hanging out together, make a commitment to one another and just start doing that and say, hey, let's just see where this goes. We're going to eat together weekly. We're going to hang out. We're going to fellowship with one another. We're going to commit to one another and we're going to pray about how God might use this fellowship and this community to then look outward and bless and serve other people. So that's my very simple bit of advice. Uh, and that's what I'd say. Anything else, Camille, as we close here, our fourth episode? Sounds good. We'll see you guys next time. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Mission Lab. Our theme song is Portland Hike by Tiny Music. Additional editing by Chris Ogay. Follow us on Twitter at MLabPodcast. Thank you.